0: Hey, welcome to On The Path. This is Cheryl Nemhard. I'm so glad to have you guys with me. Today, I have got a great guest coming up for you. She's a good friend of mine. This is Kathy Oystupchuk, and she is the author of a brand new book called Brave Women, Bold Moves. She's also a national leader here in Canada of a faith-wide movement called Gather Women, which literally has thousands of female leaders, movers, and shakers from one part of our group Great nation, right to the other. If you're in North America and you don't know this name, get to know Kathy. She's doing some incredible, incredible things. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. We're talking about the tough season that we find ourselves in and how to shift our perspective in this moment we also talk about the dependency triangle oh guys so good i don't want to give it away you're going to love it uh kathy also challenges us that this is a season of innovation and creativity and god and how we can co-labor in that and lastly Oh, yeah, we go all the way there. We're talking about the challenges that still exist today for females in leadership. Ooh, so good, guys. And a bonus. We have a brand new conference that's coming to you that she's going to tell you about called the True Conference. And you still have time to register. It's an online conference that's really going to ignite you guys so much more. We're talking brave women and bold moves. This is On The Path. Hey guys, I'm so excited to have a dear friend of mine, Kathy Oysterchuk, with us. Kathy, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, great, and it's so good to be with you, Cheryl.
0: Oh man, I'm excited. This has been a long time coming. I've been hoping to have you on for quite some time, and I think it's the perfect time. God knows best. He does. He does. Well, we are in, uh, to, put it, to put it lightly, we are in a very interesting time. I mean... Uh, for many of us, depending on when they listen to this podcast, we could be in week seven eight nine of quarantine. How has it been impacting um, if you you really sort of shepherd a lot of women across Canada are, are they impacted i I've heard so many sad stories, heartbreaking stories, loss of job, loss of income uh, let me know how how are they doing
1: Well, we've heard from a lot more women, I think, than we normally would because of some initiatives that we've done in gathering them and and bringing them into Zoom rooms and having conversations. And women, more than any other demographic, always are the most impacted in times of crisis. It was no different in the wars where men went off to work and women had to step into those jobs and they did it. And most of them loved it because they have so much more to you know to offer and it was hardest kind of going back into the home after that and now it's the same thing where all of a sudden women have had to readjust their identities like they're they're homeschooling now Mm -hmm. or they're working from home and they're learning technology on one hand it's all new and exciting on the other hand they're still carrying you know the weight of running a household encouraging other people taking care of family members so i i think it's a very very stressful time for women because i do believe women are carrying the weight that's honest my honest opinion and we've heard it and so really careful to to make sure that we're checking in with anybody we can that we know whose lives have shifted and say like, are you okay? What do you need?
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's, when I think about a time like this, this quarantining and this pandemic uh, you know, we look around, it's just catastrophic loss of life. Uh, Those that are, uh, you know, on, on death's door, literally uh, there's been a grieving of so many things, loss of normalcy, loss of jobs, income, I do believe though in these times it's all i 've always been a believer that you know that in times of crisis and storm, as tough and hard as it is, some of the greatest lessons have come out for me like some of the biggest moments of God have have happened in the storm i 'd love to ask you, are, are you learning anything about yourself during this time? Uh, are you having God moments? What are you learning that you could share that would really encourage our listeners?
1: Yeah, well, I learned that I'm so tempted to kind of do what everybody else is doing and wear the stretchy pants like 24/7 and, and stay on the couch and give myself all the grace and watch all of the Netflix and all of the Hallmark channel movies and, like and eat that, all the ice cream. Oh, for sure. Like I I'm like one sm- my minute second away from being that girl. And I've learned that I've really had to push back against that and say, like, this is a gift of time. I, I need to keep up even being more disciplined in this time than I would normally be because the pull of that, because there's so much grace in this period, the pull of that is to say, oh, well, I can get away for a day without doing this, this, and this. And so I've learned, you know, something scary about myself is that like the self-discipline matters and I'm accountable to myself when I look in the mirror, I still have to like myself, even in the pandemic. That's not fair. I don't like it. But I'm, go, I'm going, okay, if I can do this now, then when things are changing to something that might be a little bit more towards a new normal, then I won't be regretting things that I've done during this time, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. oh, I love that and 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 what about god how How has your perspective shifted uh, your heart uh, posture shifted? Are you learning anything in terms of your relationship in in this sacred space with him
1: yeah, I think my worship has just grown deeper because when I look at the big picture i 'm a four on the enneagram, so i 'm always asking the big questions you know where is god what 's missing? What do I need? And I see that he really came ahead of us in this time and said, look, I'm giving you guys technology. I'm giving you an opportunity to connect in a way that you haven't before But don't let that replace the connecting with me. And I think I always think of it as a triangle. Like it's my relationship with God. I have to be fully dependent on him, fully dependent on him. So I can be fully independent. So I can then be fully interdependent with other people. Mm -hmm. And this, in this season, you know, of life interrupted, that cannot change where all of a sudden, oh yeah, okay, God, you're there, but you know we're just taking some time off. It's like, no, this is your time to lean in. And so I've been getting to know him at really as a God who is innovative, yeah. who never, never has his plans thwarted. It's not like the pandemic took us off course and we'll find our way back. I do believe this is the path through. I do believe this is God designed for us and that he builds uncertainty into our lives so that we can lean on him more and so some people will complain about the uncertainty and say like I just can't handle it I need to know and he's going like but I am not going to tell you because I didn't tell Abraham you know Mm -hmm. I didn't tell Moses I didn't tell the the patriarchs the matriarchs what the end of this I I told them what the end of the story but I wasn't going to tell them five 10 years down the road, what was going to happen? You have to trust me. And I think this is where faith grows. This is where trust goes. This is where we really look to him and to scripture for where we're getting our truth. Because what we're hearing all around us, like from medical professionals, leadership, you know, the media is that who knows really what's going on. Mm -hmm. And in the time of uncertainty, like you just go, okay, Jesus, you know, and whether you tell me or not, you still know I'm putting all my money on you. And that's really where I've, I've just leaned into him.
0: Oh so good Kathy thank you for sharing that 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 was awesome you know that uncertain uncertainty creates a dependency on god which is where he wants us in the first place i love it i love it i want to shift gears a, a, a little bit and i want to talk about this incredible movement of gather uh which is this sort of nationwide uh movement that's galvanizing of women who just want more of god more of relationship more of purpose um, during this time of, uh, you know, COVID-19, I saw Gather, because I, you know, I'm a fan <laughs> and I follow <laughs> along. I saw Gather, you know, implement some really cool initiatives that I, I thought were so Uh, brave and bold and needed. Uh, One of them was the, um, I know you've had the Her Influence podcast for some time. Uh, And for those that love to find out new podcasts, guys, you got to check it out. Her Influence available on all platforms uh, by Gather. You're going to love it. Uh, The other one that I thought was interesting was the Intermission. So cute. Uh, The End and then H-E-R Intermission, which are these sort of daily doses of encouragement, would you say? Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and, and in one of those, um, probably because you know, you're my girl, I just I, I love anything you, that you put out and share. But you said something that really hit me hard. And I thought we needed to circle back for this conversation. You shared a powerful, uh, encouraging passage from Isaiah 43. And you shared about some stories in your life and really about where we are and how we can shift our perspective in this time of loss and grief. I would love if you could uh, either read the passage or share your thoughts around that for us.
1: Absolutely. I just did want to say that Gather loves Cheryl Nemhard, So just oh, to put that out there, you're yay. our girl. Yay. yay. I'm a Gather girl. <laughs> yay. So yeah, I mean, a number of years ago, um, my daughter had a breakup with her boyfriend, and it was just like gut-wrenching for her, um, whether she saw it coming or not she just felt like in that moment her life had ended and I think for so many of us things hit us you know like and we feel like we've been run over by a Mack truck and the pandemic has done that for so many of us like did we see it coming or did we just think it was so far away that we wouldn't be impacted and overnight almost like we've been impacted and I think for her as a mother I just said to her you know Tash like you see today but I know that there's so much more for you. Come on. Like you're going to go off to university. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. It's going to be okay. And as a mother, I needed to step into that space with her. And I think we forget, you know, that when we walk through fire and it feels so hot that we're going to burn up, God is just saying, you're not going to get burned. I'm actually in the crucible. I'm holding the space for you. It's hot in here. But it's not gonna burn you up. And when you go Mm -hmm. through deep waters and the waves are overwhelming and threatening like a tsunami, you're not gonna drown. You're not going to. I'm not gonna let that happen. Why would I let that happen? Mm -hmm. And so we think it's the worst is gonna happen, but really the worst is not gonna happen. I mean, nothing that is the worst possible thing can happen because if it happens to us it would happen to Jesus. He's with us. And so to remember that, yes, there will be fire. He's not going to rescue us out of it, but he's there with us in the middle of it. And he says, you know what, it's going to be okay. I can swim. I can handle the heat. (laughs) You know, don't, don't try and remove you know my my promise to you that i will never leave you and forsake you there's going to be a lot of stuff that happens and i think our viewpoint is so often that you know why is this happening to me i've been a good follower of christ or i'm i'm a, I'm a good woman i you know and we think that this shouldn't be happening it's not linear stuff happens it's always happened it will always happen the magic the magic is who walks through it with you. That's the Amen. magic. You know, he you holds your hand, he's got it. It's like I'm tired of trying to swim when my arms aren't going to keep me afloat. Like I'm trying to cover myself in defense of the flames burning me. I can't do it, but he can. And he's he's good like that. Like he just shows up in those places and when we haven't seen him in other places sometimes crisis and fire and drowning makes us open up our eyes and say, "Oh, I'm not alone. <laughs> Thank you. And we just put up our hands and he pulls down his hand and he just pulls us. And I I just love this season for opening my eyes to the fact that, okay, he is with
0: me. Amen. He is with us. I love it. We will walk through the fire, but not be burned. God is with us in the storm in the waves, and we can trust that he is bringing us out on the other side. And I'm just so thankful for that. And you know, that, that makes me think about um, something I've been really pondering. There's just so much talk about, uh, let's just get through this. Let's just get through this. Let's hunker down and get through this. And there's a lot of survival talk about how do we survive this moment. But what would you say for anyone that's listening, male or female, I feel like there's a real opportunity for us to maximize to get some stuff to to grow, how do we thrive rather than survive in this moment?
1: yeah, well, I think some of us have to just survive i on one of our two conversations last week, we had um, a psychologist who said you know, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like the bottom line is physiological safety, like we need a safe home, we need water, we need food, and some people are fighting just for that. And there are others who, you know, they have the lower end items. So They're rising up and saying, what can I create? You know, do I write a book? Do I journal? Do I write new music? And I think you have to be sure that you know where you are on the spectrum and being able to identify your needs. Like if you need just to survive, then do that. But for so many of us, we have been given, you know, this gift of like a window to really explore some new things, to lean in. And, you know, make some decisions about our personal, our spiritual growth, emotional health, mental health, physical health. And it's what we do in this time of crisis that we'll be carrying with us. A lot of people make their worst decisions in stressful times, but we don't want to go to the next chapter and look back and say, wow, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. And we know on social media on Twitter, there's a lot of people saying a lot of interesting things. And I'm wondering if some of these people are going to regret giving their opinion, lashing out, criticizing, blaming, or even complaining. I'm wondering if that's helpful. And so just to choose, you know, what is true? What is honorable? What is noble? What is lovely? What are things that we can think about that will set our minds in a really, really great space, not only for now, but will help sort of shape who we're going to be when the next chapter opens i'm not even going to say a new normal when we're through this because i think this is actually very defining into the next chapter we may we may carry more of this forward than we even think we're not just going to leave it all behind mm-hmm. but we are going to miss the part of it that had us sit down exhale mm-hmm. inhale Mm-hmm. and do a reset. I think we're going to miss that. So don't take it lightly, like, like just lean in and just remember that decisions you make in the now you are going to take into the then.
0: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm decisions you make in the now, you will take into the then. Yeah. And this is really a divine reset if we can see it that way. And uh, if we can grab that, I think it would be really life-changing. Thank you for that. You know, let's let's talk about one of the biggest areas that you're so passionate about, uh, which is why you launched Gather in the first place, which is females, uh, women stepping into all that God has called them to be, into their divine purpose whatever that looks like and i know that um not only are you passionate about female leadership but you've lived that life for many years you're a national leader i I gotta ask because we're gonna we're gonna chop it up now We, we let's get into the real real talk as i say uh let's talk about female leadership for a minute um you know our role in it, and, you know, our challenges. I'd love to know, honestly, what has been your hard road to get to where you are, and what do you still see as obstacles that are still needing to be uh, broken down as we uh, partner with God and believe with God on these things, um, you know, where, where the future is for us, anything around that. That'd be great.
1: Well, it takes as long as it takes, and if you think that, you know, really wasn't that long ago before women um, – didn't own their children (laughs) or could vote Um, it's not a surprise that here we are in 2020 and it's still a challenge I I think my my biggest aha moment is that maybe out in the world and the marketplace you know when we have jobs uh, whatever that is that there's a little bit more momentum behind women um, showing up in equal strength and value um, you know, pay equity, gender equity, that sort of thing. I mean, it's still not there, but there's a lot of buzz about it. But in the church, generally in Canada, it's not a thing. Like, <laughs> mm. who's talking about it? And and my role, I feel like in this season, is to set the conversations and bring them up to actual You know, voice level, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of conversations happening, like with you and me, and individually in groups, and you know, at Starbucks in the past. And we're having conversations about our value and what we have to offer, and we're developing ourselves, but we don't have a lot of places to show up with all of that we have been birthright gifted with. And that's still quite a disparity. And so, the first thing is to have the conversations and for women to be invited in equal strength and value to those tables. But if they're not conversations that are actually even surface level, then we need to start creating them, inviting other people. And then the second thing would be to see the church, half half of its constituents, which are women, half, more than half, being able to um, show up in equal strength and value and contribute. And mm-hmm. so... Okay. There's a lot that needs to happen. Um, but I think Jesus was, of course, the forerunner. Women around him, um, like I was just even thinking about Paul writing the Philippian uh, letter to the church in Philippi. Did you know that that church was founded, started by Lydia? She was a girl. Yeah, she was amazing women. Come on. And it's just like, hello, what right. are what are we missing? And so that's always the tension between um you know, developing our gifts and being told that we have lots to offer. And that's totally true. But then the space for that also needs to be cultivated. Mm -hmm. And so I think as women, the best thing we can do is just say, how do we partner with you? How do we partner with our local churches? How do we partner with our guys? Like, what are you guys about? Where can we fill in our space and come alongside? And of course, the Better Together message, I think is what Gather is all about. But, you know, I think for my girls, I'm praying and hoping that this is not even a thing for them, you know, in terms of they won't have to fight for anything. They won't have to have the conversations, but right now we still need to have them. We're not fighting. I don't think it's a warrior type thing, but I think it's an ownership, a strong ownership of our God ordained place. Like why wouldn't we be half the church and function like half the church? So that's sort of where it's at right now. And, um, Let's just get the girls ready. Let the guys, you know, do their thing. Let the church do the thing. And again, the triangle, the triangle, we all need to do our
0: part. Yeah. And you know, can I ask you just a a couple of questions around that? What, What is your hope for us? What's your hope for just any woman that feels called to the front line?
1: Yeah, I would say that we are called because of our giftedness, not our gender. So I don't care if it's man, woman, I don't care what season you're in, what color you are, I don't care, like humanity is humanity, and we all need to rise, we're all, you know, I think we've lost our dignity a bit, I think, you know, when we start judging one above the other, or not even treating ourselves with, you know, the honor that is due somebody with the image of God stamped on them. And so when we all think we're all created in his image, we're all ambassadors of the gospel, we are the royal priesthood, we are daughters of the king, we think differently, we act differently, we behave differently. And I, w- I guess my hope is that all humanity would rise to that.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Is that one of the, that, that fire that you have for seeing us rise? I love that. Seeing us rise into our purpose. Is that kind of where uh, Brave Women Bold Moves came out of?
1: Yeah. And I, I'm just going to be honest, like I did not want to write this book because writing a book <laughs> on women does tend to pigeonhole you. One, writing a book with the word brave on it, again, when everything is brave around you, it's like, I don't want to write this book. And I tried different titles. This was the one that the majority went for. But honestly, I would not be me. I would not be doing anything I'm doing if it wasn't for the long line of women in the Bible that actually. Did things first like we have so um we have our contexts are so different like Moses mother weaving a basket all her Hebrew women around her Mm -hmm. are losing their babies you know they're getting killed the boys under two she's hiding her kid weaving a basket strategizing puts him in the basket one day and in one moment he's in the water Mm -hmm. you know Alligator-infested waters. He's in. It. He's gone. She's released her most precious possession, and I'm like, what? And her story, Sarah's story of waiting like 90 years to have a kid, and and you know what's that like? Lee and Rachel's story. You know, Bathsheba's story. What do you mm-hmm. do when you have to speak truth to power and and like c- the complicated life of a woman? They changed me, like they changed me at such a core that I can never go back to thinking women are supposed to be submissive and quiet. And no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Like God just in one moment of history, put these women in place and it was their, it was their opportunity to say yes or Mm -hmm. to not do anything. Moses mother, but she looked at him, she saw something. She, she thought, I wonder if he's the one that's going to fulfill Joseph's prophecy and actually deliver this people you know, and she, you know, it's just how, how we think about what's possible. Mm -hmm. And we forget that we're women. It doesn't matter if we're men or women, but as women, for some reason, we've said, well, I don't think that's going to be possible because I'm a woman. It's like, no, the whole story of God hangs on these hinge moments when women stepped out and they became obedient which led to their bravery. I think obedience comes before bravery. I love that. But So now that's like, okay, whatever. I don't know if I'm being brave. I, I think I'm more of a coward than people think, but I just want to be obedient and whatever that looks like, I'm not scared
0: anymore. Oh so good i 'm not scared anymore I love it i 'm so everything you said i i 'm definitely going to be playing this podcast back myself personally, and I encourage anyone that 's just lit up about moving into all that God has for us. You got to play this one back and take some notes. This is incredible. I want to do a fun thing. Um, Now that we're so pumped up, it's going to be perfect. It's it's a little segment I just call finish this sentence. So I've got a couple of thoughts and I'd love for you to just just let it rip. Okay. Um, So here we go. Uh, The new normal for women of faith across North America now looks like what?
1: I I just the the thing that I just say no excuses. <laughs> so,
0: mm, I don't know what that. I just I think love there's that. no excuse. It looks like having no excuses anymore. No. What do you mean no. that?
1: yeah again, where we've slotted ourselves in in the past, we've seen that we all have to be pivoting in a multitude of ways and that's the new normal. just be ready for it you your identity is not fixed to one context so like oh I'm somebody's wife, I, I'm a school teacher, i'm I'm somebody's mother no that's contextual. There's something in your character that means you're gonna have to be open to whatever and so that's what I mean with no excuses. You can't say, well, I'm not going to do that because I'm just you know, this, it's like, nope, <laughs> it's, it's all open. It's all there because the world needs you. The world is crazy. The world is changing. And so you're going to have to be able to look at the situation. What do you have and respond? So that's what I mean by that.
0: Love it. Okay. I got another one. Uh, in this COVID-19 moment, it's time for those of faith to what?
1: Transform and uh, define the culture rather than letting it define them.
0: Oh, so good. Yes, yes. Okay, let's keep going. So let's flip that. So we we know that it's time to transform the culture. Uh, what is it not time for right now?
1: Conform to the culture. Romans 12, 2. Like, you know, be transformed, you know, and it's really from your mind out. Like everything you think has to be totally Rewired, I think, because like culture, it's been insidious, but like now it's coming in in spades not in media, in our screens, in our, you know, in our phones, on our watches. Like, pretty soon it'll be chips. And it's just like, we, I don't think we've realized the power and the toxicity of what we've allowed inside our brains. And so it's like, no. We cannot conform. We have to push out, put the arrows out and say, we need to be transformed, but we also need to have that effect on culture.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. And then the last thing is, because I I just hear this all the time, um, we're in this quarantine, we're in isolation, we feel very lonely. What are some of the best ways for women uh, in particular uh, to find community and feel like they have some sense of belonging somewhere?
1: Yeah, so I never saw this as a solution, but I think God did. I think what's happening now is a solution to that. Canada is the second largest country in the world. Like, how do we find each other? I was kept Googling, like, had I, if I would have known you, Cheryl, I would have Googled, where's Cheryl? But I just was Googling, where are the women? Honestly, that's what I typed in. Where are the women? Christian Women Canada. (laughs) And, you know, and I think we don't have to work so hard to find anybody. We can find each other online and if you can, you should. Hey, use it. Google. Like look for, you know, churches in your area where the women are doing Zoom Bible studies. Come and join us at Gather. We do two conversations a week called True Conversations. Email us anytime, hello, gatherwomen.com, you know, with a prayer request and, and say, hey, I need, I'm looking for community. This is the time to find each other. Let's not, you know, waste it and say, oh, I only wish until we're back together in the same living room. Hey, that might not happen. Church might not happen for a while. So use technology, Google, find out, you know, put in, put in like, Uh, things, you know, Bible studies, churches, or, you know, single moms, or whatever. Everything's there for you on the internet. Everything's there on the internet, use it to your advantage. I feel like it's a God, God given gift for this time.
0: Mm -hmm. And I know that there's a very exciting event coming up that uh, I definitely want to talk to you about. I know I'm involved. So I'd love for people to consider it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the true conference?
1: Yeah, so back in January, we decided, we decided to host our first online conference, knowing really very little about technology. So we had already decided before the pandemic hit that we would do this. It's May 22nd and 23rd. We've got um, over 25 voices, um, amazing women from across Canada. And we chose these women, including Cheryl Nemhard, because they are the ones who have been laboring in our nation and sowing seeds too, and declaring truth over the women I think toiling and it's like the first fruits I think of everything that's to come these have been the women that have like stayed close to home and said look I'm here to serve you know the soil I'm planted in and so the everything will have this true like whatever is true is really the theme And women are going to be declaring different things in their messages. And this is to serve the women of the nation and beyond. The great thing about it is if you do your advanced planning, like a register, register now, it's only, you know, it's not that far away, Mm -hmm. online gather otherwomen.com. Then you can go choose your pajamas you can wear for the two days, get your snacks, get your refreshments. You can watch in the comfort of your home. You can watch along with other girls. We'll have a live chat. You are going to hear some incredible, incredible strategies for navigating the new now. You're also going to hear biblical equipping, biblical teaching, worship, spoken word, and It's something you just don't want to miss because it's relevant. It's now every woman that will be coming to you has a message for this time. And I think we need to lean into it.
0: Oh, so good, Kathy. I just want to thank you for coming on and sharing your heart for uh, this nation, for women, uh, for men, and for what needs to happen uh, for those who have felt, feel called as the daughters of God to, to rise up and to step fully forward into the front line and to to say that bold declarative yes to God and uh, thank you so much for all that you do to shepherd and to give voice you're such a visionary uh, Kathy and I just I just pray for you and for this gather women's ministry that it just continues to uh, yield good soil dig deep uh, lay uh, strongholds in this nation that will bear like incredible fruit like revival right
1: right Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? That's oh, the yeah. goal.
0: That's the goal. Just hearts set on fire. Thank you so much, Kathy. And uh, I, I, for everyone that can, let's get to the true conference. We can do it all in the comfort <laughs> of our homes and pajamas. There's nothing to do. Very little effort. Why don't you log on to gatherwomen.com and uh, get your ticket and I'll see you there.
1: Thanks so much, Cheryl. It's been a privilege. God bless.
0: Thanks, Kathy. Wow, what an incredible conversation. I want to take a minute to thank Kathy Oystupchuk for stopping by uh, with us here on the path and sharing her heart. I'm so challenged and inspired by so much of what she said. I hope that you were too, and uh, feel free to play this back and uh, take all the nuggets that you need to take from it. I'm so excited for where we are going literally on this path, guys, keep staying tuned, keep uh, following, please keep subscribing and listening and especially rating uh, so that we can keep spreading the good word of growing with God on the path. Before we get into our affirmations moment, I'm so excited to do that. I want to tell you about an exciting conference that's head up by Kathy Oysipchuk and the team of gather women. This is called the true online conference. And if you are interested in it, let me tell you a little bit about what it is. It's a full day conference, two days in fact, designed to rediscover what is true about how God is strengthening, positioning, and purposing you for such a time as now. Wow. Guys, it's going to be incredible. And your girl is going to be one of the speakers. So you get to hear a word that I have shared specifically just for the Gather Women audience. If you're interested, there's still time. It's May 22nd and 23rd. Why don't you log on to gatherwomen.com and find out more there. And now let's begin to segue into one of our favorite moments, which is our repeat after me. And if you are new to this podcast, it's an opportunity for us to speak affirmations and words of life over ourselves. We over here at On the Path believe wholeheartedly what the Bible says that the power of life and death lie in the tongue. And so we choose to speak life and speak the promises of God. I've heard so much feedback about the this section and this segment and how it is literally filling you up with joy and peace and igniting your heart. I'm so happy, guys. So we're going to keep laying in. And today we're going to be speaking some words of affirmations for anyone who finds themselves in a tough, hard situation. So if that's you or anyone that you know, or maybe you just want to say it and keep it in your pocket for a rainy day, this moment is for you. As I always say, feel free to play these back as many times as you need them until you begin to feel them for yourself and believe them wholeheartedly. As I always say, let them go down deep. And so right where you are. We just ask that you take a minute, still yourself. If you're able to repeat out loud, please go ahead and do so. And if you're in a space that you can't do that, just repeat it in your mind and let them just penetrate your heart. So without further ado, repeat after me. I will place my hope in the Lord. My strength will be renewed. I will not be anxious in this season. God will supply all of my needs. God is my refuge and strength. He is always ready to help me in times of trouble. God will keep me in perfect peace because I trust in Him. And lastly, as we always say, here at On the Path, I am never alone. God goes with me. God goes. Well, if you said those affirmations with me, guys, I am so proud of you. It is just onwards and upwards from here, as the Bible says, from glory to glory and from strength to strength. Guys, I'm so thankful for spending this time. I hope you enjoyed your time with me and had a couple of cups of coffee or maybe you're making your way home. But guys, let's continue. As I always say, let's keep living and learning and loving and let's hang on to hope in the time of storm i'll see you on the path